0: ...to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. So this episode, I found a little AI generator. A little story and fable and uh, poem generator. And honestly, I just said, let's randomize it all. So I created quite a few little short stories and fables... And little mysteries to, uh, read and review. You know, I, I, frankly, I clearly have a fascination with AI-generated content. I think it's equal parts interesting and funny in most cases. Because, you know, like the random phrase generator episodes I've done before, it just comes up with some of the wackiest stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, Again, a various collection of some of my best randomized AI-generated, you know, content. (laughs) So, obviously, I shouldn't have to say it, but I'll say it anyway. You know, the names, the places, the storylines, you know, it's just completely generated randomly. It's It's not like I'm typing these things in and actually... You yeah. know, the random AI generated content does not necessarily, uh, relate or express the views of me or the podcast. I don't remember the exact line. You remember like in TV shows, like in Dr. Phil or on radio, it would be like the views expressed in this program do not necessarily, what is it? Uh. Uh, ...represent the views of the station. You know, it's like classic legal language. Anyway, let's jump into it. The first short story... ...in this wonderful AI-generated... ...content episode is called... ...Curious Poppy. Short story. Let's see here. Poppy had always hated... Mystical Glurindale With its ripe, rancid rivers It was a place where she felt happy (laughs) We're off to a a really strong start The first line of this short story Is Poppy had always hated Hated (laughs) Mystical Glurindale Which is the place of, you know, this Short story With its ripe, rancid. rivers rivers and then the immediate sentence afterwards is it was a place where she felt happy (sighs) i think i'm gonna give myself the creative freedom to go ahead and interject at funny or strange points in the stories okay i'll start over and we'll try to we'll try to get through it again this short story is called curious or titled curious Poppy. Poppy had always hated mystical Glarendale with its ripe, raced rivers. It was a place where she felt happy. She was a curious, adventurous, cherry-soda drinker with ruddy elbows and ginger eyebrows. Her friends saw her as a sour, soft saint. Once she had even helped a loud old lady cross the road. That's the sort of woman he was. Okay. Poppy walked over to the window and reflected on her complex surroundings. The sun shone like scavenging hamsters. Then she saw something in the distance. Or rather, someone. It was the figure of Rix. Rix was a courageous, gallant, With chubby elbows and solid eyebrows Poppy gulped She was not prepared for Ricks As Poppy stepped outside and Ricks came closer She could see the pleasant glint in his eye Ricks glazed With the affection of 7,529 brave freshly squeezed flamingos He said in hushed tones I love you, and I want admiration. Poppy looked back, even more excited and still fingering the massive torch. "Ricks," I only wish to read you my poem, she replied. They looked at each other with sad feelings, like two kaleidoscopes, excuse me, like two kaleidoscopic klutzy kittens, thinking in a very old holiday gathering which had jazz music playing in the background and two outspoken uncles skipping to the beat. Poppy regarded Ricks chubby elbows and solid eyebrows. I feel the same way, revealed Poppy with a delighted grin. Ricks looked confused, his emotions blushing like a bloody big book. Then Ricks came inside for a nice drink of cherry soda. The end. It's <laughs> awesome. I don't know why I had higher expectations for the AI-generated short story. I just thought it was going to be a bit more logical, you know. So my first AI-generated work of art. I'm gonna. My. I don't think it's my masterpiece, right? I don't think I have. I I did not just paint my Starry Night, you know. This is not my my pulp fiction. This is not um. I'm thinking of another, symbolic, you know. This is not my flu game, you know. This is not um. I think it's another analogy. This is not my, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots coming back against the Falcons, you know, the culmination of my AI-generated content. I just refuse to believe that Curious Poppy is my my hallmark piece of content. Well, like at one point it says here, Poppy regarded Rick's chubby elbows and solid eyebrows as if she's referring, like as if she's addressing them directly, you know. Like, not looking at him for who he is, just looking at his elbows and his eyebrows. Kind of strange. So what's very interesting as well about this little AI-generated content site, which I already forgot the name of it, but I should try and uh, link to it. But it actually generates comments and reviews as if real people had read the work. And uh, are commenting. So the first one is from. (laughs) The Daily Tale. And says here. The review is. I feel like I know Poppy. In a way it feels as though I've always known her. (laughs) The next one is Enid Kibler. And it reads. About as enjoyable as being. (laughs) Hailed on. Whilst taking. In washing. That has been targeted by seagulls with the squits not sure what that means it's a bit harsh hit the spoof says saying the sun shone like scavenging hamsters it's just the kind of literary device that makes this brilliant and then Zobgloop says i could do better so that was my first ai generated short story the next A.I. generated Short Story is called, or titled, Hopeful Jenna Treschik. Here we go. Let's see here. Okay. Ruth McAllister was thinking about Jenna Treschik again. Jenna was a hopeful writer, with scrawny abs and vast fingers. Ruth walked over to the window and reflected on her old-fashioned surroundings. She had always loved old-fashioned Newton Abbott, with its crowded, cooling cliffs. It was a place that encouraged her tendency to feel active. Then she saw something in the distance, or rather, someone. It was the hopeful figure of Janet Trashik. Ruth gulped. She glanced at her own reflection. She was a loving, spiteful beer drinker with sloppy abs and sloppy fingers. Her friends saw her as a large, little lover. (laughs) Once she had even jumped into a river and saved a nasty, blind person. But not even a loving person who had once jumped into a river and saved a nasty blind person what an awful way to describe that anyway, was prepared for what Jenna had in store today the sun shone like boating monkeys making Ruth stable Ruth grabbed a cursed blade that had been strewn nearby she massaged it with her fingers as Ruth stepped outside and Jenna came closer she could see the clear glint in her eye look Ruth Growled Jenna with an intelligent glare that reminded Ruth of hopeful cats. It's not that I don't love you, but I want justice. You owe me $3,285. Ruth looked back, even more stable and still fingering the cursed blade. Jenna, I am your father, she replied. They looked at each other with worried feelings like two graceful, greasy goldfish drinking at a very arrogant valentine's meal, which had orchestral music playing in the background and two giving uncles hoping, hopping hopping—excuse me to the beat. Ruth studied Jenna's scrawny abs and vast fingers. Eventually, she took a deep breath. I'm afraid I declared myself bankrupt, explained Ruth. You will never get your money. No, objected Jenna. You lie. I do not, retorted Ruth. Now get your scrawny abs out of here before I hit you with this cursed blade. Jenna looked sleepy, her wallet raw like a numerous new newspaper. Ruth could actually hear Jenna's wallet shatter into 3,285 pieces. Then the hopeful rider hurried away into the distance not even a drink of beer would calm roosner's nerves night the end now that's more like it that's, that's a better story that's a better story I like that one better than Curious Poppy so already you can see and again why it is that I kind of anticipated for you know Silly AI generated tool to be able to generate. I thought it was going to generate like really interesting and unique stories. But obviously, you can tell like they kind of follow the same beats. The next one up is a fairy tale, which is called Kevin Parker and the Three Winged Snakes. Once upon a time, there was a moist boy called Kevin Parker. He was on the way to see his sibling, Annabelle Parker, when he decided to take a shortcut through Greenton Woods. It wasn't long before Kevin got lost. He looked around, but all he could see were trees. Nervously, he felt into his bag for his favorite toy, Terrence the Moose. But Terrence the Moose was nowhere to be found. Kevin began to panic. He felt sure he had packed Terrence the moose. To make matters worse, he was starting to feel hungry. Unexpectedly, he saw a winged snake dressed in a yellow skirt disappearing into the trees. How odd, thought Kevin. For the want of anything better to do, he decided to follow the peculiarly dressed snake. Perhaps it could tell him the way out of the forest. Eventually, Kevin reached a clearing. He found himself surrounded by houses made from different sorts of food. There was a house made from cucumbers, a house made from pancakes, a house made from macaronis, and a house made from macarons. Kevin could feel his tummy rumbling. Looking at the houses did nothing to ease his hunger. Hello, he called. Is anybody there? Nobody replied. Kevin looked at the roof on the closest house and wondered if it would be rude to eat somebody else's chimney. Obviously, it would be impolite to eat a whole house, but perhaps it would be considered acceptable to nibble the odd fixture or lick the odd fitting in a time of need. A cackle broke through the air, giving Kevin fright. A witch jumped into the space in front of the houses. She was carrying a cage. In the cage was Terence the Moose. Terence the Moose!' shouted Kevin. He turned to the witch. "'That's my toy!' the witch shrugged. "'Give Terrence the Moose back!' cried Kevin. "'Not on your Nelly!' said the witch. "'At least let Terence the Moose out of that cage!' Before she could reply, three-winged snakes rushed in from a footpath on the other side of the clearing. Kevin recognized the one in the yellow skirt that he'd seen earlier. The witch seemed to recognize him, too. "'Hello, big snake,' said the witch. "'Good morning,' the snake noticed Terence the Moose. "'Who is this?' "'That's Terence the Moose,' explained the witch. "'Oh, Terence the Moose would look lovely in my house.' Give it to me, demanded the snake. The witch shook her head. "Terence the Moose is staying with me. Um, excuse me, Kevin interrupted. "Terence the Moose lives with me, and not in a cage. Big Snake ignored him. Is there nothing you'll trade? He asked the witch. The witch thought for a moment, then said, I do like the entertained i do like to be entertained i'll release him to anybody who can eat a whole front door big snake looked at the house made from macaroni's and said no problem i could eat an entire house made from macaroni's if i wanted to that's nothing said the next snake i could eat two houses there's no need to show off said the witch just eat one front door, and I'll let you have Terrence the Moose. Kevin watched, feeling very worried. He didn't want the witch to give Terence the Moose to Big Snake. He didn't think Terence the Moose would like living with a winged snake, away from his house and all the other toys. The other two snakes watched while Big Snake put on his bib and withdrew a knife and fork from his pocket. I'll eat this whole house, said Big Snake just you watch Big Snake pulled off a corner of the front door of the house made from pancakes he gulped it down smiling and went back for more and more and more eventually Big Snake started to get bigger just a little bit bigger at first but after a few more forkfuls of pancakes he grew to the size of a large snowball and he was every bit as round. I don't feel too good, said Big Snake. Suddenly he started to roll. He'd grown so round that he could no longer balance. Help me, he cried as he rolled off down a slope into the forest. Big Snake never finished eating the front door made from pancakes, and Darren Moose remained trapped in the witch's cage. Average Snake stepped up and approached the house made from macaronis. I'll eat this whole house, said Average Snake, just you watch. Average Snake pulled off a corner of the front door of the house made for macaronis. She grew it down, smiling, and went back for more, and more, and more. After a while, Average Snake started to look a little queasy. She grew greener and greener. A woodcutter walked into the clearing. What's this bush doing here, he asked. I'm not a bush, I'm a snake, said Average Snake. It talks, exclaimed the woodcutter. Those talking bushes are the worst kind. I'd better take it away before somebody gets hurt. No, wait, cried Average Snake, as the woodcutter picked her up, but the woodcutter ignored her, ignored her cries, and carried the snake away under his arm. Average Snake never finished eating the front door made from the macaronis, and Terrence and Moose remained trapped in the witch's cage. Little Snake stepped up and approached the house, made from macarons. I'll eat this whole house, said Little Snake, just you watch. Little Snake pulled off a corner of the front door of the house made from macarons. He gulped it down, smiling, and went back for more. And more. After five or six playfuls, Little Snake started to fidget uncomfortably on the spot. He stopped eating macarons for a moment, then grabbed another forkful. But before he could eat it, there came an almighty roar. A bottom burp louder than a rocket taking off, which propelled Little Snake into the sky. Little Snake was never seen again. Little Snake never finished eating the front door made from macarons and Terence the moose remained trapped in the witch's cage. That's it, said the witch. I win. I get to keep Terence the moose. Not so fast, said Kevin. There's still one front door to go, the front door of the house made from cucumbers, and I haven't had a turn yet. "'I don't have to give you a turn,' laughed the witch. "'My game, my rules.' "'The woodcutter's voice carried through the forest. "'I think you should give him a chance. "'It's only fair.' "'Fine,' said the witch. "'But you saw what happened to the snakes. "'He won't last long. "'I'll be right back,' said Kevin. "'Kevin ignored the witch and gathered a hefty pile of sticks.' He came back to the clearing and started a small campfire. Carefully he broke off the pieces of the door of the house made from cucumbers and toasted it over the fire. Once it had cooked and cooled just a little bit, he took a bite. He quickly devoured the whole piece. Kevin sat down on a nearby log. You failed, crackled the witch. You were supposed to eat the whole door. I haven't finished, explained Kevin. I am just waiting for my food to go down. When Kevin's food had digested, he broke off another piece of the door made from cucumbers. Once more, he toasted his food over the fire and waited for it to cool just a little. He ate it at a leisurely pace then waited for it to digest. Eventually after several sittings, Kevin was down to the final piece of the door made from cucumbers. Carefully, he toasted it and allowed it to cool just a little. He finished his final course. Kevin had eaten the entire front door of the house made of cucumbers. The witch stamped her foot angrily. You must have tricked me, she said. I don't reward cheating. I don't think so, said a voice. It was the woodcutter. He walked back to the clearing, carrying his axe. This little boy won fair and square. Now hand over Terrence and Moose or I will chop the broomstick in half. The witch looked horrified. She grabbed her broomstick and placed it behind her. Then huffing, she opened the door of the cage. Kevin hurried over and grabbed Terrence and Moose, checking that his favorite toy was alright. Fortunately Terrence and Moose was completely unharmed. Kevin thanked the woodcutter, grabbed a quick souvenir and hurried on to meet Annabelle. It was starting to get dark. When Kevin got to Annabelle's house, his sibling threw her arms around him. I was so worried, cried Annabelle. You are very late. As Kevin described his day, he could tell that Annabelle didn't believe him, so he grabbed a napkin from his pocket. What's that? asked Annabelle. Kevin unwrapped a doorknob made from pancakes. Pudding, he said. Annabelle almost fell off a chair. Laughing, the end. All right, well, that was much longer than I thought it'd be. <laughs> I'm gonna need a sip of coffee after that one. Hold on. Okay, I'm declaring that one my my starry night. That is my the pinnacle of my AI generation career. I'm calling it now. That was fun. That was like ten minutes read. <laughs> That's fun, you know. That's what I think is very interesting about this uh, little technology. You know, it just creates a story on the spot. All the names are made up little snake, big snake, average snake. It's a good time. All right, so I think I've got a couple more. Um, This next one is a science fiction plot, and it's called Galactic Scrawny Rope Wars a long, long time ago in a scrawny, scrawny galaxy. After leaving the carefree planet of Dune, a group of ogres fly toward a distant speck. The speck gradually resolves into a splendid space tower. Civil War strikes the galaxy, which is ruled by Sonya Dupe, a deprived alien capable of theft and even violence. Terrified, a warped gnome Known as Chantal Blackman, flees the Empire with her protector, Jeff McAllister. They head for Bangkok on the planet Frabenish. When they finally arrive, a fight breaks out. McAllister uses his scrawny rope to defend Chantal. McAllister and Gnome Chantal decide it's time to leave Fabinash and steal a tandem steal a tandem to shoot their way out. They encounter a tribe of youths. McAllister is attacked, and the gnome is captured by the youths and taken back to Bangkok. McAllister must fight to save Gnome Chantal, but when he accidentally unearths a tender blade, the entire future of the Scott, scrawny, carefree galaxy is at stake. is very funny right let's see here I think I'm one more oh okay yeah this is the last one or the last section let's say this episode this little AI site also allows you to basically pick um Basically, it gives you the opportunity to generate summer songs, or any kind of song. So I put in summer song, and of course I randomized the lyrics. So this one is called, No Chewy Goblins and Our Summer Holiday. And here are the lyrics to that song. Okay, So again, the title of the track is, No Chewy Goblins and Our Summer Holiday. Here are the lyrics. Let's see here. We're all going to a summer holiday. No more laughing for a week or two. Entertaining drums and bumpy arms at our summer holiday. No more Chewy Goblins for me or you for a week or two. Summertime and the living is entertaining. Drums are singing and the arms are high. Oh, your nephew's big and your accountant is divorced. So hush, my ugly honey, don't you cry. On the summer of 1999. I can't wait to do some singing with you. You can't wait to do some singing with me. This just can't be summer love, you'll see. This just can't be summer love. Cause you were mine for the summer. Now we know it's nearly over. Feels like spring rain, but I always will remember you were my summer love. You always will be my summer love. I wish they could all be, I wish they could all be, I wish they would all be drums of jail. Summertime in the living is entertaining. Drums are singing and the arms are high. Oh, your nephew's big and your accountant's divorced. So hush, ugly honey, don't you cry. Me and some goblins from Jupiter had a ban and we tried real hard. Phoebe quit. Chris went running. I should have known we'd had never end up working. All oh, the summer of 1999. Just like awful, (laughs) it's just like not even creative, but whatever. That's the last one. So, anyway, hopefully, you enjoyed my little AI generated content. If you want me to do more, uh, let me know. You know, I'll do more. I might have one or two planned in the future just to see where they go, but... but yeah, there you go. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Which one was your favorite? Give me your assessment of my works of art. Questions, comments, concerns, reviews. Hello, at Sleep and Relax, ASMR.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and take care.